What Do We Do? A podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning. Introducing listeners to the leaders in our community. Hosted by the founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Steffen. Alongside WWJ Midday News anchor, Brooke Allen. Hey, I'm Brooke Allen. Our goal with the What Do We Do podcast is to educate listeners on topics that impact your financial growth, your retirement, and your lifestyle. And I'm Dewey Steffen. Join us twice a month as we welcome some of today's leaders in the community for conversations that can help with investment decisions so you can plan for and live your best life. Here's Dewey Steffen alongside Brooke Allen. Hey, I'm Brooke Allen. So happy to be with you here on the podcast, What Do We Do? This is season two, episode five, number 47. And again, uh, we are just rocking and rolling and Dewey, it's so nice to see you. And we've got so much going on and so many topics, but we have a very special guest with us today. Brooke, the podcast is all about community. What Do We Do is all about our community. It's so great to see you. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here again today. And you're right, we have a special guest. We do. I can't wait to introduce her. But before I do that, I want to remind everyone who's watching, everyone who's listening, uh, that What Do We Do is a podcast that wants to give back to our community. We want to find leaders in our community that have a story to tell, knowledge to share, and advice to give. And then we try to get them on our show to pass on these words of wisdom to our listeners. And today we have a very special guest. Her name is Charlotte Alex, and I'm going to introduce her now. And then we're going to bring her on and we're going to hear what she's got to say. Okay. Yes. So with that, please, everyone, I want to introduce us to Charlotte Alex. Charlotte was born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio. She graduated from Miami University in Ohio with a bachelor's in communications. Charlotte has been married for 26 years and has three children, including a set of twins. <laughs> Charlotte and her family moved to Michigan in 2001. Charlotte began working for and spent a decade at the Advancement for Novi Christian Academy as a director. Currently, this is where I'm really excited because I know this part of Charlotte's story. Charlotte serves as director of Children's Miracle Network at Beaumont Health Foundation. And without any further ado, I'd like to welcome Mrs. Charlotte Alex to the What Do We Do podcast. Thank you, Dewey. Thank you, Brooke. It's so nice to be here with you. Uh, what an honor to be invited to speak with you guys tonight. So happy to be here. Well, thanks so much yes, for we're being so here. so happy to have you, it so might, thank you. It might be our pleasure, but... <laughs> I think so. So with that, why don't we get right into it? Charlotte, your newest role, which is somewhat recent, is at uh, Beaumont Children's Hospital and the uh, Children's Miracle Network. Is this right? It is. It is. So let's start there and then work our way back to all these other topics, but uh, maybe share what's going on at Beaumont now and Children's Miracle Network. Yes, thank you. I started at Beaumont Health Foundation in February this year, and I am director of Children's Miracle Network. I manage a team of wonderful professionals who um, work with our corporate partners, and we run lots of events uh, during the year. Um, the neat thing about Children's Miracle Network is that it is a national organization in Utah, actually. Marie Osmond and John Schneider founded it in 1988. And uh, since that year, Beaumont has been the only Children's Miracle Network hospital affiliate in Southeast Michigan. 
children. And so all eight hospitals at Beaumont benefit from Children's Miracle Network dollars that are all earned here locally. You might be familiar with that balloon icon, that hot air balloon icon that you see at Costco or at Walmart or at the drive-through <laughs> at Dairy Queen. Right. Um, all those dollars, if you're asked to donate, that those dollars come to Beaumont Health Foundation, to Ch Beaumont Children's. And um, it's a funny proposition, but thinking about the dollars that come in to Beaumont Children's and Children's Miracle Network, it's mostly a dollar at a time. Really? It is. And um, in addition to that, uh, we do have, like I said, events. We had a big golf event recently. Odyssey Media was part of that uh, at the Detroit Golf Club in August. Did I see this guy, Mark Wahlberg? Was he passing out? Was he throwing <laughs> he's, around hamburgers? He's always around, isn't he? He's, he's, always, he around. he's always around. The wonderful Mark Wahlberg and his brothers were there. Um, the the event actually benefited the Mark Wahlberg Youth Foundation as well as uh, Children's Miracle Network at Beaumont. And so we were very uh, delighted and privileged to work with his organization to put on that event. I, uh, I saw some of the highlights from that event and I can't say enough about what an amazing day it looked like it was. And you and your team should be so proud of your efforts. What kind of uh, dollars did you raise that day? Uh, it's astounding that we raised uh, over $1 million in cash that day. For what? Wow. <laughs> Stop the presses. Stop, Stop the presses. That is awesome. We are astounded. We are so grateful. Um, a lot of generous people from Southeast Michigan came to that event that day and gave sacrificially, I'm sure. <laughs> That's so awesome. What would uh, those dollars be used for? And um, all those other dollars, the ones that we uh, give ourselves at Costco, Walmart, et cetera. That's a great question. So every year, for instance, this year, 2021, Children's Miracle Network has already granted $2.8 million to Beaumont Children's Departments. The way that gets given out is um, through a grant process. And so um, our, our departments can uh, request a grant twice a year. There's two cycles. And then we have the very fun and exciting job of granting those requests out. Some of the examples of things that that, that money purchases are one one event is called Bike Day, and it's um, a day where Beaumont Pediatric Rehab provides adaptive bikes to children who wouldn't normally be able to ride a bike, a normal bike. And so the families come out. Um, these bikes are very expensive. Um, it's about a $200,000 day to, get, to give 100 children a bike that they can ride. Um, some of them have seats in them with backs so they can sit down. Um, some have handles with brakes so the parent can be behind them. Um, some can be pedaled with hands if their legs aren't able to pedal. Um, it's a beautiful thing. So that's one fun and exciting example of what the money buys, but lots of great uh, state-of-the-art equipment in our NICUs all over Southeast Michigan. Um, these uh, giraffe omni beds where uh, premature infants are able to be cared for without um, too much um, uh, moving around, for instance. The, the, the child can be moved up and down in the incubator and things like that, so they stay warm when they're getting whatever done to them that they need done. And, and they're in that pod, right? They're in that little pod. <laughs> they're in the pod. I know they're, those pods well. They're in the pod. Yep, they're so, in the pod. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like our pod, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Sort of like this pod. No. Well, this exactly. is a podcast. We it were is, all in the uh, we were in the COVID pod about yes. a year and a half ago. So For let's sure. not go back to that pod. No, no but, definitely uh, not. Along those same lines, um, I know um, I am a, a trustee at Beaumont Health, and I'm proudly uh, 
been an ambassador for Beaumont to the community. And I learned about um, Beaumont Children's Hospital and the Children uh, Children's Miracle Network, um, you know, firsthand. And part of that is that I wrongly assumed that it was just children. It was just these um, uh, neonatal, you know, children and babies and kids, but it's also their parents, right? Is it also like the family? So I've always said, and not that you need to take it back to leadership, but that it should say family hospital, because Mm -hmm. am I right that it, it goes beyond just the kids themselves? It absolutely does. Of course, these children come in with their parents or caregivers, their their legal guardians, and um, our services wrap all the way around those families to support them in what could be one of the most trying times of their lives when their child is in the hospital. That's never planned or expected. And so... Um, the family needs support too. So um, one of the things that CMN, CMN Children's Miracle Network purchased at uh, Beaumont Royal Oak is the, um, the inside garden and it's called the CMN garden. And um, when, when you're able, if you'd like to come down, we'll look, take a look at the garden. It is um, all indoors, but it's all skylights and it's set up like a fairy garden with books and movies and games and fun places and cozy places to sit. And so families can go in there and have some quiet time with their family. Um, Child life services is a big part of CMN and that provides music therapy and animal therapy for the children. Um, Also, art therapy. They have a photo journaling uh, place now and um, even video journaling for this for the children. Anything that will bring some peace and contentment to the child in a, a time of crisis. And it's almost a bit of normalcy too. Exactly. Right. Because a kid wants to go play and have recess and, you know, be able to read a book and be outside, even though they're not outside in that garden. But it's an amazing thing. I've seen it and it's really beautiful. Um, and it's just adds so much to the to the patients who are being cared for and also the families. It really does. It's a peaceful place. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. I've seen the garden as well, and uh, I concur. We are all in agreement there. It is amazing, and it's mm-hmm. fantastic, and uh, it was a wonderful idea uh, when it was created. What else? What are some of the other events? There's something around um, the holidays. As we're getting close to the holidays mm-hmm. now, Charlotte, there is something that uh, Beaumont has done with flashlights. Are you familiar with this? Oh, yes. It's it's very... <laughs> are you familiar yes. with the flashlights? We have done this. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's amazing. You're speaking of Moonbeams for Sweet Dreams, yes. and um, it is an exciting event. It's every night of December where... Um, before COVID, we had people coming on the onto the campuses and flashing their flashlights up to um, to bless the children in the children's ward at the at the children's hospital. Um, they get um, shiny things in their rooms to light up their their walls and their ceilings. Um, they get uh, video messages on the screens in their rooms from well wishing community members, and um, it's a very very beautiful event. We did do it last year um, virtually, so uh, that looked a little bit different. And um, we're still in the planning stages for this year, but definitely you'll hear more about that on Odyssey Media coming okay, up right. about Moonbeams for Sweet Dreams. And uh, an ex- it's an exciting thing and a, a great way to bless the children at the holiday season. You know, it was so interesting. Um, I took, uh, I was there along with my Twinkies. We'll talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so interesting because they're shining their flashlights up and they see the kids wave. And, you know, it's just seriously, you just sit there and your eyes start welling up. And, and for all the, all the other kids, I mean, there's families that do this parking, you know, I mean, it's traffic is backed up in the area. It's really phenomenal. And you just know by the reaction that you see in the silhouettes in the windows, how much it means to those kids, right? For sure. It's, it's definitely a heartwarming moment and a way that the community, the community can really come, come out and support these children and these families. Again, the families, the parents are there. They're there. 
Um, one, one thing that I was talking to um, our director or our VP today about was um, these, uh, they're, they're like easy chairs that go into the children's rooms at the hospital and they fold out to a flat bed. For whom? Their mom, mom and dad. And dad. <laughs> I, uh, I had to stay in those beds when my children were being born in the birthing uh, center <laughs> or in the post-delivery rooms, whatever they are, these uh, right? wonderful, uh, comfortable beds for the uh, mothers delivering. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I, the dads have these fantastic... Well, so the dads are sleeping again. Chair beds. Well, yeah. Chair beds. <laughs> chair beds. They're chair beds. But they're very valuable if you need to stretch out and rest. So. 100%. Absolutely. For sure. So, you know, all the programs at Beaumont and for the kids, you mentioned life services, you know, that's another thing that's really interesting because I know when a child's getting ready to go into surgery, you know, they bring them the headphones, they bring them all the stuff that's going to relax them, uh, you know, before they get taken into surgery. And I know as a parent and experiencing that, it was calming for me, even though I wasn't listening to the headphones, but mm-hmm. just to see them taken care of and to know, you know, see them take a kind of a deep breath with that. Uh, it's just something little, but it means so much. It really does. It really does. As, as parents, we know that when our children are calm, we are calm. <laughs> exactly. And uh, knowing that they're so well cared for with that extra touch of um, normalcy, you know, to, to bring their anxiety down. Um, that's what those musical music therapists do. They're, a lot of them will come in before a procedure, even a blood draw or a poke with a needle or something like that, and really just bring, bring a spirit of peace into the room so the child can relax. Okay, so we've been talking about kids, right? And <laughs> yes, we have, we have. And I'm super excited because, of course, you have twins and I have twins. But on this podcast, we call them Twinkies. And your Twinkies are a lot older than mine. <laughs> um, but how, right. I mean, how has that been for you? I, the dynamic of them getting older, they're boy and girl, right? They are. So boy and girl, just like mine. Just and like it's yours. just so interesting, uh, this dynamic. And you have three kids, I have three kids, and they are not twins. Are you happy about that or sad? I, I love hearing stories about <laughs> twins, and um, I'm going to just um, go with what I have, and they're healthy and happy, and right, I'll count my blessings there. That's right. That's right. Um, so, yeah, but it's so interesting to to have that dynamic, and uh, can you give me a little bit of insight of what it's going to be when they're older? Because, you know, they're not 10 yet, and I'm I'm just struggling. <laughs> well... Every every stage is a journey, mm-hmm. right? And right. Um, we as parents, we delight in seeing the new stages come along, right? When they're growing and they're thriving and they're changing, right? But it's always something new. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids were born full term twins at uh, Northwestern Memorial Hospital in downtown Chicago. They, it was a high risk pregnancy, but um, we were very grateful that they were, they were able to go full term. Um, I did have an emergency C-section, but that's another story. But um, <laughs> they were healthy. And um, my sister, this is an interesting story. My sister actually delivered triplets three months later. Um, so wow. we had a baby boom wow. in our family. <laughs> Your own baby boom in the family. That's right. That's right. Wow, and we were amazing. all outnumbered. The first Thanksgiving, yep. we all were together. My dad, grandpa, was the only one at the table. <laughs> like everybody else had a baby, right? They'd start crying right? as soon as everybody right. sits down. But um, it's it's been a wonderful journey with my twins. And then we have another daughter who's four years younger. But, um, you know, when they get older, um, my, my twins were very... Um, they were they were mommy pleasers. They really were. They wanted to please their parents, and they were very good kids. So I have nothing to complain about. Um, little rough patches here and there, of course, where children 
want to want to test their boundaries, you know, want right. to become more independent. Um, but we've we've managed to to get through all that. They're graduated from college now. One's married, and so um, are they close? Uh, they are. They are. It's funny. My son is actually closer to the younger child, the younger daughter, than he is really to his twin. But they've always been close. Right. Um, right. They had different interests. My son's an athlete, and my daughter is a musician. So, okay. um, but of course, they're as close as siblings, really would right. normally be. Right. Okay. So what about the age difference? Because this is a huge area of contention in our family. How far apart are they, the twins, as far as when, who was born first? Oh, one minute. Oh, so one is minute. ours. Yeah. So is ours. So exactly. The, uh-huh. uh, you know, my little boy will always say, well, I'm your big brother. And of course he's about a foot taller than his twin sister. And she just, oh, no, it's 60 seconds. What does that mean? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh yeah. And in, in our family, it's reversed. The daughter is the first one. Okay. She was baby A, right? <laughs> yeah, baby, baby A, baby, baby B. B. <laughs> And okay. so, yeah, I know. This is fantastic. <laughs> Sorry, Dewey. Oh, no, I love it. Well, Thank you know, you. I'm an only child. Hmm. So I, you know, with this whole sibling thing, I kind of, you know, I'm not going to lie. I end up in the closet sometimes crying because I don't know what's happening because they're out there wrestling or biting each other oh. or, you know, <laughs> and I'm just like, what? You know, you have siblings, right? I have a, a younger sister. Yep. And um, I was going to actually ask you both. Uh, if I had twins, I would go through all of those <laughs> tests to see, you hmm. know, do they have... Uh, you know, I don't know, special mental powers with each other or... Oh, the twin tuition? The twin tuition. So, I mean, do you, yes. is that something that either, the, I don't know, maybe the hospital or maybe your pediatric, uh, you know, physician makes you do or just as a parent of curiosity, you want to see if... <laughs> see if they can do it. Or, you know, or do you, no, you, you have other things to worry about? Personally, I wasn't, I was too busy to worry about that. Okay. <laughs> There's you didn't no sleep time. for two years, Dewey. You <laughs> didn't sleep for two years. I mean, this is what guys do. They just analyze. Yeah, they're like, so, so like, are they able to communicate? Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know. I'm changing their diapers. Right. Right. Exactly. What exactly. are they thinking right now? What are exactly. you thinking right now? Right? Wait, no? it's okay. very funny. So mine will actually pretend like they're doing that. Uh, oh. Hill oh. Carson will say, I can read your thoughts. And Daisy will be like, oh yeah, what am I thinking? And then he'll guess and she'll be like, you are so wrong. And then, you know, it just ends up into another fight. But I know I'm confident that they will be close at some point. They are yeah. really, they're yeah. best friends. They will be. It's his job. It's, he's the brother. Exactly. And the older brother. <laughs> well, Charlotte, as you mentioned, you have a younger child and this actually loops us back, I believe, to Children's Miracle Network and your firsthand experience. So a lot of times, um, for the podcast viewers and podcast listeners, a lot of times people, uh, don't have firsthand experience. They just think that you're sitting here lecturing. You're sitting here talking. You have no idea. You haven't been in my shoes. You don't know anything about anything. So why are you even telling me what I should be doing, right? Have you heard this before? Once mm, or twice? Once or twice. Okay. Well, not in this topic. Okay. I don't believe. So if you don't mind, would you share a little bit about um, your, you know, your introduction to, um, you know, Children's Miracle Network and uh, Beaumont or just, um, you know, being in a, the situation you were in? Yes, uh, yes, we did have firsthand experience. And um, it was in 2013. And my daughter Mia, my youngest, was riding her bike. It was the first week of school. It was Labor Day weekend. And um, she had uh, been out with her friends on the driveway. And she'd been asking me that day, Mama, can I go without my helmet? I don't want to wear my helmet. This is very interesting. So I, of course, said, Absolutely not. You have to wear your helmet. You've worn your helmet every day of your, your life since you were riding a bike. It's not different now. But, 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 but nobody has it on. Nobody has it on. You know, she wore me down mm. and I said, it's okay if you stay on the driveway. It wasn't okay. No. It wasn't okay. She rode her bike. Well, she rode her sister's bike. That's a whole nother story too. She was on a bike that was too big for her. She rode it down the driveway and around the cul-de-sac and back up the driveway and she 
She must have hit a rock or something. She lost her balance and fell, and she hit her head on our cement driveway. She was she was knocked unconscious. My uh, Grace, my older daughter, brought her in. Everybody's screaming and crying, and I'm trying to figure out what went wrong. As a mom, you're just trying to triage everything. What do we need to do now? She had some scrapes and bruises, but um, most concerning, she was saying things like, what day is it? Did we already have dinner? What did we have for dinner? Did I go to school today? Her little brain was trying to reboot almost, if you will. And um, my husband, I was so uh, trying to figure what what is going on. My husband sent me a note. He handed me a note. Really? And he said, the note said, we are going to the hospital now. And I was really grateful for that because I just said, okay, you know what, Mia, her, her name is Mia. Uh, we're going to go see the doctor right now. And of course, we, we got in the car. We went to um, a very well-renowned hospital that was near our home. And we got there. They did a CT scan right away. And um, they immediately ambulanced us to Beaumont Children's because Beaumont Children's has what's called a level one trauma center for children, which is uh, unique in this area. And so um, we were ambulanced there. Um, I I hate to report, it, it is really like the show ER when they surround your child or the person who's in crisis with with doctors. Mm -hmm. And um, I was sort of, I rode in the ambulance and I was pushed to the side and uh, a woman in scrubs was standing right beside me. This is part of Children's Miracle Network. And I, I looked over at her and I said, who are you? And she said, I'm here for you. I'm your patient advocate. And it really, really made a huge impression on me. And she proceeded to tell me everything that was happening with my daughter. They were cutting off her clothes. They were shouting out um, numbers, you know, all her, her vital signs and everything. And I remember thinking, it was really sad that they cut her clothes off because it was her favorite Myrtle Beach outfit that she'd gotten that year. <laughs> yes, it's funny how the things you remember. Long story short, she was given, um, she had a skull fracture and a bleed in her brain. And so that the next morning after my husband and I shared one of those great <laughs> fold-out beds, we didn't get much sleep. Chair beds. Chair beds. Thank you, Dewey. <laughs> She was given life-saving surgery. It's called a craniotomy where they opened up her skull, evacuated the blood out. They repaired her skull with a titanium plate. And um, 33 staples later, with her head shaved, she was 10 years old, she made a miraculous recovery. Um, but while we were at the hospital, we did, um, we did really uh, receive some wonderful treatment. The nurses there are just phenomenal. Uh, the caring that we, the caring, uh, kind words we received, the care she received was just remarkable. And of course, we're so grateful that she made that recovery. And um, we did enjoy that garden and we did enjoy the pantries. Those pantries are yes, the pantries. The pantries are supplied by our corporate partners like Sam's Club and, and Ace Hardware and um, Costco. And so Mia liked the, the orange popsicles. And so her, her jaw was so sore that she couldn't open it. So I would scrape the popsicle off with a spoon and feed it to her. And we were there about a week. Um, but uh, that was our first foray. And, and you know, what's interesting is that we never in our lives thought we would need a children's hospital. Never crossed our mind. Never crossed our mind. Because, well, we, you know, the kids were born in a hospital. Right. But you the, don't think of it as an emergency situation. An emergency situation. So um, I didn't know at the time that what I was experiencing there was Children's Miracle Network. I figured that out later. Um, but when this, this opportunity arose and I, I had enjoyed those 10 years at, at my kid's school um, with purposeful work there, and then I thought, this is it. This is my second act. So here I am. I'm so grateful. 
Pretty amazing story. So how old is uh, Mia now? She's 18. 18. She just left for college. Okay. And so every time she acts up a little bit, you blame it on the fall (laughs) or whenever she does something, she blames it on the fall. Is that her get out of jail Uh, free card? Yeah. No, no. She's, she's her own person. Yes, she is. She is. Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. She um she had a little bit of trouble with math. Math really hurt her brain. As you as you can imagine, it was um, a concussion times a thousand, right? So mm-hmm. she had all the light and sound sensitivity for quite a while. It was about a year until she really got rid of that. She couldn't really go upside down, you know, like on those jumpy the birthday parties, and, the, yeah. the jumpy things. She couldn't do that. And the math would hurt her head. She was a, a straight A student before this happened, but she would she would have trouble. We, we went through some rehab with that. And um now she graduated high school with top of her class. <laughs> so she's doing well. That is amazing. And like you said, it's your second chapter. And how amazing that you have that firsthand experience. It is. It because is. I think that makes a difference when you're in a leadership position. If like what you said, Dewey, if you know, if you've been there before, then you know exactly what those patients or those families need. It's true. It's true. It's very personal for me. And I, I enjoy sharing my story because it does make people think. You know, it, it really gets you thinking about the families that are there right now. Right now, there are families there with a child with an injury or a debilitating illness or just being diagnosed with juvenile diabetes. That happens every day. Um, Beaumont Children's treats 200,000 children a year. There is this acronym PSA, Public Service <laughs> Announcement. And so for anyone out there listening or anyone out there watching, this is the PSA. Have your child wear a helmet. Yes. Have your child at 10 wear a helmet, 11 wear a helmet, 12 wear a helmet, all the way to 18. And actually, you know what? How, about us, how about us adults wear helmets, yes, right? Absolutely. Everyone exactly. should wear a helmet. I so. can guarantee you everybody in my family wears a helmet. I'm sure she doesn't <laughs> even ask anymore, right? Oh, no. Yes. No. And that, again, that's a very serious uh, situation. It and is. thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great segue to another topic we were going to bring up, which is being a woman in business <laughs> with a family yes. and also the responsibility of uh, social and everything else community. So would you mind mm-hmm. uh, commenting on your thoughts on how that goes today? And maybe Brooke, I yes. think you're in exactly the same situation. <laughs> do you think so? <laughs> I do know so. So yes. I'm gonna, again, take a step back <laughs> okay. and right. let you two uh, just share what you think is um, you know, a perfect message for our audience today. Okay, well, you go ahead and start. As far as you know, a woman in business, how, how easy or hard has it been for you? It's a good question. You know, we're we're really we're really lucky to live in the, the era that we live in uh, as women in business because we have a lot of options. We do have a lot of options, and one thing that the, that COVID did was allow a lot of people to work from home, which is could be good and it could be bad for a mom to work from home with children at home. But um, for me, um, I was able to stay home for a few years when my infants were small, and then um, I wanted to I wanted to be out. I wanted to be using my gifts and talents to do good and to serve others. And so um, for, for our family, um, I'm very blessed. My husband and I divide the, divide and conquer the chores, you know, the, the household chores. Right. Um, I probably do most of the cooking and he does most of the cleaning up. But it's a good deal. It's a That's good fair. deal. That's it's fair. not a bad deal. Right. It's not a bad deal. I call him my dish guy. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we got it done that way. There are long days. And, you know, you know, that saying that they say for parents, the days are long, but the years are short. And it, it really is true. Because when I was in the thick of it, and we were gone for 12 hours a day because of course after school you start your second full-time job as a mom which is mom Mm -hmm. right for another eight hours and you're feeding kids and you're cleaning and you're doing laundry and you're getting them to their games and you're you're viewing their games and you're cheering your head off and then you know you're getting home 12 hours after you left in the morning and uh 
and, and it's a lot. And, and you've got little, so share about yes. how you deal with that uh, with littles, your littles. You know, my littles are funny. They are very uh, regimented. They like their schedule, you know, and if you deviate from the schedule, they're, they're kind of in a tizzy. So I've learned to kind of uh, keep on track with them. And, you know, we have to do the whole no technology day. Tuesdays are no technology day. Mm -hmm. um, so no TV, no computers, nothing. I even put my phone away. Uh, which is probably why you don't hear from me on Tuesdays. <laughs> the mystery is solved. <laughs> the mystery is solved. Um, but, you know, it's just interesting to kind of find the dynamic and to navigate it. And, you know, my job's a little bit different than yours to where I'm in the studio and I, I can leave my work at the studio per se, you know, but I might get uh, text messages about interviews, stuff like that. Um, but I can kind of step away from it until the next day. But you're right. Once you get into that mom mode, it's like, okay, do this, eat your dinner, take your shower, do this, do this. You know, it's just nonstop and you feel kind of exhausted. But at the end of the day, you know, I think, okay, well, if I was a stay-at-home mom and and no insult about that because I was for a few years, um, but I wanted like you to kind of be out there and to use my gifts, but to also show them that it's okay for me to work mm -hmm. and for them to experience you know, they're pretty, they think I'm kind of cool sometimes, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that for that aspect, it was very important to me mm -hmm. uh, to get back to work and to kind of show them that, you know, this is how you be responsible. This is how you take care of what you need to take care of. And I think that that's, you know, they're almost 10. And I think that's kind of Valuable. sunk in now, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. One thing that I've taught, we've taught our kids their whole lives um, is that, um, we, we need to give back, you know, here in Southeast Michigan, um, a lot of us have a lot of resources. We have a lot of um, resources to give of our time and our energy and our financial resources. And one of the greatest privileges of having that is being able to give it away to the to the cause of your choice. And there's plenty out there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there, there are, there's plenty out there. And one thing that I think this generation might not be aware of, our society isn't talking that much about it, is... Um, the real joy in life is giving to others and the real purpose in life is to give to others and help others along their journey when you can. And then if you need help, someone will come alongside you and walk beside you. And um, so I'm really, I'm really proud of my kids for getting out there and giving back. And of course, this work at Children's Miracle Network is, is right, right up that alley and allowing me to give back to something that was so meaningful to me and my family. And it's an important lesson and one hopefully that all of our kids, right, will carry it on because they learn from us. Mm -hmm. Fingers and crossed that's the about future, that, right? And, and yeah, that's the future right, of our sure. society. <laughs> For sure. I'm impressed by women that are able to um, balance a work life with the home life. It is a second job at home, and um, it's no disrespect to men either, but a lot of times the man has the day job, <laughs> and then he comes home and he looks forward to putting his feet up on the on the couch or on the on, on the, the dad's chair and the bed chair or the, the bed chair and um, so again chair bed the, chair bed I got the, it backwards put his feet up on the chair bed lay, lean it back um, but yes so it um, uh, it's something that is necessary to talk about so I appreciate you sharing both of you sharing um, your thoughts on that would you have any um, advice to let's say younger women who are just starting out and um, I know from uh, people close to me that are women that they struggled um, maybe in their early 20s after they graduated from university or were deciding if they should go uh, to university because 
Do you want to be a, a mother when you grow up? Do you want to be a wife when you grow up? Do you want to be a businesswoman when you grow up? So again, you can be all three and many more things as well. But so do you have any, um, you know, I don't know, words of wisdom, <laughs> things you could Please, share? I've got my pen. I will write I, them I, down. I, <laughs> let me think. <laughs> High pressure. The, the message is really, it's possible. Whatever you want to dream, whatever your dream is, it's possible. And you can have your children and you can have good care for them, no matter what you choose for your career. Um, everybody's journey is different and everybody's opportunities are different. And I believe it's possible. If you are dreaming about a certain career, um, you, you can make it happen. And um, it's all about priorities. As you know, do you like to talk about planning <laughs> and uh, putting your plan together and working your plan. And that's in a financial way, but also for your family's life lifestyle too you know making that plan and making it work working your plan i like it yes i know you would brooke what about you you have any comments of what you would share oh gosh uh you know i guess enjoy the time that sounds Mm -hmm. cliche right Mm -hmm. but like you said advice right but i mean it's hard for me like if i'm tired or maybe there's been a story in the news that is upsetting or you know i mean those affect us you know as people may not realize that but it does if there's a horrible story that has happened and you know people have died or children or something and um so when i'm with them i really try to be with them does mm-hmm. that make sense great advice be in the moment be in the moment it sounds cliche but it's it's really so true. true right it's so true kiss them good night do their bedtime stories take the time to do it right you won't regret it no no you might be more tired you might be but you won't tired. regret it. <laughs> You'll never regret it. Hey guys, it's Brooke. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Dewey Stefan and his great team at Great Lakes Wealth. Do you feel overwhelmed managing your assets? Well, Great Lakes Wealth offers Wall Street solutions with Main Street values. That is really what they are all about. They will help you develop a custom financial plan utilizing all of your assets and keeping your goals in mind. That is what Great Lakes Wealth is all about, helping you and your family achieve your financial dreams. So go to Great Lakes Wealth us to schedule an appointment today and tell them Brooke sent you. What about having the suggestion of um, you don't have to do it all alone or ask for help when you need it? Mm-hmm. Something along those lines mm-hmm. to where, again, super moms out there just want to do it all and they just get out of my way, get out of my way, I'm going to handle this. But um, I've seen um, some women burn out because, again, I think they either um, they put the pressure on themselves to have to do it all, or mm-hmm. I don't know, everyone else has um, you know come up short, so they do have to do it all. But um, I would also, just from a mental health perspective and physical health as well, um, ask for help, whether you tell your children, and I maybe not even ask them, just tell them, <laughs> pick up your dirty mm-hmm. clothes, mm-hmm. right? Do it's your funny. own darn dishes. Mm-hmm. It's a boundary thing, right? I think, yes. So um, It's funny you say that. It, it, it's it's definitely true. One, one compromise that I made in my family is that I... Um, I'm capable of cooking a really nice dinner and I don't have time to do that <laughs> most nights. Right. And so when they were growing up, I relied on Costco prepared meals. I relied on takeout. One, My son was very funny one Christmas and it was getting close to Christmas and I brought home takeout once again and he <laughs> said, Mama, this is sort of like the 12 days of takeout, not the 12 <laughs> days of Christmas. But you know what? It was okay. And we all laughed. And I thought, you know what? I'm putting food on the table and it's okay. It's okay. You've got to give yourself permission to do what you need to do. And I'd rather spend that time with my kids at the table than sweating it out in the kitchen and then having, you know, Mm -hmm. it's compromise. It really is compromise. And it's okay if there's not a three or four course dinner on the table every night. I completely agree with that. (laughs) As the kid, I would say, come on. on. Seriously? Are you dialing it in today? I mean... 
three or four courses. And then it. I and then I made a nice dinner on the weekends oh, or see? two. Right. So yeah. we made right. up for it and we did it together. Yeah. And I taught my kids to do their own laundry and to clean up their own. At what rooms. age? Please tell me. <laughs> uh, right about the age of your Twinkies. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's so, okay. You can do it. Right. But mm-hmm. it's not too late to get them in the. Not too okay. late. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's good to know. Absolutely, <laughs> we are going to transition now to a part of the show, Charlotte. We call instead of what do we do, what Charlotte do, and we take this very seriously because it's a way that again we can have a different perspective. And so we want to ask you if the uh, Charlotte of today could go back and talk to the eighteen-year-old Charlotte, what would she tell her to help her for future opportunities and ideas? I like the question. I like the question. I would say to my 18-year-old self to live intentionally. It's a buzzword today, talking about living intentionally, but it's really important to look at your life and um, the facets of your life. For instance, your mental ability, your physical health, your emotional stability, um, your relationships, and your financial stability, and make plans when you're young. Um, On the financial side, you know that the the younger we start to save, uh, the more that's going to compound and and provide for you and your family in the future. But but more than that, um, choosing who you spend your time with. Uh, time is a very, very precious commodity, and choosing who you t- spend your time with is really important, and fostering those relationships that are important to you. There's really nothing more important than your relationships. You're never going to regret time spent with the people you love. But also be intentional about your career plans. Make a life plan. You know, Make a life plan and work your plan. And life is going to throw you curveballs along the way, but you've got, if you've got it written down or you've got it somewhere where you can go back and look, this is my priority and, and work toward that every day. Somebody wise said, it's not what we do once that gets results, it's what we do consistently that gets results. And it's so important. And I spent a lot of time in my 20s sort of, you know, um, you know, trying this and that and, you know, all the fun things. And it is fun and you can have fun in your 20s. But, but if you live intentionally, it's going to be even better. Focus. Yep. Eye on the ball. Yep. And goals. And goals. goals. Right? Goals. Of course, that's part of that. Yep. Yeah. If you fail to plan, you plan, plan to plan to, to fail. fail. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. That, that's great. And I uh, appreciate you sharing uh, that idea with our listeners and our viewers. And I will also want to uh, let our audience know that um, please subscribe, please download, please uh, tell a friend, tell a neighbor, uh, share the What Do We Do podcast with the rest of our community. This podcast is all about community. And so we just want to uh, make sure we get the word out there to as many people as we can. Um, Brooke, what else do we have for Charlotte today? You know what, Charlotte, it's just been a pleasure. If you had one thing that you, one word, honestly, that you could describe uh, Children's Miracle Network, what would it be? Compassionate. Oh, Mm. Speechless. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, maybe. All right. Well, how about uh, before we wrap up, tell us what's uh, uh, Children's Miracle Network and Beaumont Health Foundation have on the horizon. Uh, we're wrapping up 2021. We're getting into the season of giving, giving. y'all. <laughs> Okay, yes, we so are. this is the season of giving. Um, and then as we get into 2022, uh, I'm assuming from a planning perspective, you and your team are doing some strategic planning. So maybe share with our audience uh, what events we can look forward to even for the holidays this year or into 2022. Yes, thank you, Dewey. Um, we do have a very exciting event coming up. It's our 
Turn Up the Miracles Radiothon on WOMC 104.3 on Odyssey Media. Odyssey. Uh, it is going to be November 19th, 2021. That is the Friday before Thanksgiving, getting a jump on that giving season. It's coming up fast, y'all. It is. It's about a <laughs> month away. And um, I'd like to encourage all our listeners to um, to check that out on that day, November 19th. There'll be a way to text to give. There'll be a way to go online and give. And um, any amount is appreciated. And uh, we're going to have some wonderful wonderful interviews with miracle families. Those are families that with children that have been treated at Beaumont Children's and have experienced the benefit of Children's Miracle Network. It's going to be a, a very poignant day and it's going to be a very fun day online uh, on the air. And so that's coming up. And uh, for next year, we're going to be doing um, our Celebrity Invitational Golf Outing in August, like we did this year. Mark Wahlberg will be back. Nice. Um, uh, we're trusting in that. And also, we have our Walk for Miracles. Walk for Miracles is at the Detroit Zoo, and we're planning that in May. And so I'm hoping to get lots of school kids out uh, to come out to the zoo in May. You know, it's so interesting you said the school kids and, and the balloons earlier when we first started speaking, because when you see... The kids' names, you know, I'm like my Twinkies, they did each one, right, sure. at the Dairy Queen. And then they saw it go up on the wall, and they were like, oh, we just helped some kids. And so that feeling, right, is so awesome. <laughs> and I just was so proud of them. And thinking of the zoo and all the fun that can be had, but all that fun really goes toward a goal. It really does. And it allows children to do something that makes a difference. And uh, they get to hear about that. They get to know about that and feel in their heart that they're giving back to their community and another child in their community. It's so important. Giving provokes gratitude. It evokes gratitude in our own lives. It helps us feel great, grateful for all the blessings that we have. And it's a really important part of having a stable life. <laughs> Thank you. I don't think I could have said it better myself. That is so amazing. Director of Children's Miracle <laughs> Network. She knows how to say it. Say it right. Charlotte Alex, it's been a pleasure having you here today. Thank you so much for coming on the What Do We Do podcast. Brooke, as always, it's been amazing to be with you today. You too. Thank you so much. And for both of you ladies, as we always say here at the What Do We Do podcast, be radically generous, live your best life, and episode five, season two, number 47... We're just getting, getting started. started. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Dewey. Thank you, Brooke. The opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It's only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risks and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional.